Alright, so what do you guys remember from last time? Uh, we are going to, I remember we are uh, about to go on our trip to uh, Kita. Mm-hmm. Preparing for their, um, what was it? What was their, um, shoot, was it the Prachala? The uh, celebration we're going to? Or performing at? I may, I may have, um... You all are going to Kido. Kido, uh, a dwarven city in south of Rafflesia. So you guys managed to accomplish a couple of things. One of them, you all went with Nessie. Uh, with a hippie to, to a second location. <laughs> you went with a hippie to a second location, exactly. You're not supposed to do that. After a long, hard day of training and speaking with your professors, trying to hone in your skills, you all went and saw Nessie. She guided you all to, uh, in through the woods, into the woods, ha, that's my only bard pun for the day, into the woods, uh, guided you down into the woods, down by this lake, and uh, though some of you have an aversion to water, some of you uh, are naturally born to it, and pursued Nessie into the lake, where you all had to dive down, and through a series of various challenges, had to hold your breath while you maneuvered through this underground cave system. You all emerged, bursting through in this uh, indoor, or sorry, uh, this underground cavern, seemingly sealed off from the outside, after one of you almost drowned. <coughs> Boxy. It wasn't me. You all actually found that there was a pool of water. A very slow, stagnant pool of water, which looked like it was filled with this bioluminescent glitter. This amaranthian color, this kind of fuchsia pinkish, uh, illuminating, sparking. And as you all looked at the ground, as you all's uh, dark vision eyes managed to pick up, the ground was covered in what looked like cracks and veins and branching arches of th this ombreing light. After a moment, Nessie said that this place was special, and after a short demonstration, you all found yourselves kind of lo looking around, seeing what this particular environment had to offer. One of you noticed something, and one of you actually um, received uh, essentially a vision. Boxy. That was you. Me. That was I you. Have a you essentially had a vision where you stepped by the pool and were able to glimpse into this strange black abyss where you would see these sparks of light, these glowing, pulsing uh, embers of light. You all, once again, left the cave. Uh, one of you almost drowned and <laughs> was that saved was me by, again. Saved I, by a, a comparatively unlikely ally. Uh, Tenebris saved Boxy's life. Yeah. You all proceeded to uh, gather once again for the evening. A conversation was had between Lilith and Kaylee. And Kaylee Mills. Yeah. yeah. And from there, you all, after, again, another period of training, retired for the evening. And that, on the next morning, as the two suns, Targaryus and Una, rise up in the sky, you all set out for the dwarven city of Kido. Now, everybody, 
as you all get up, you stretch, you have your various morning routines, naturally. That's just part of what you do. But you can already see many, many caravans. Dozens of caravans have already been packed and loaded. Some of them the night before, and some of them earlier that morning. You, Eddie, um, one of your friends who you had a close encounter with the night before, uh, was one of those people who helped load up uh, carts the night before. And as you all, after you all uh, get your various belongings, all of your possessions together, is there anything you do before you leave your cottage and head to the wagon train? No? Hmm. Not particularly. Yeah, not particularly. Just pack up stuff and get ready to go. I'll go see if Tenebris needs any help. Be like, Mr. Uh, Tenebris, uh, do you need any help with your bags? Okay, so... I open the door and I'm already ready and I'm like, no, thank you. You you don't Do you need, need any help at all? Nothing? No. Okay. Well, let me know if you need anything because I would like to help you. If that is okay. Thanks. Okay. Bye-bye now. Bye. And then I'm going to go find Twi'lek. Twi'lek! Twilight. Hello. Hello. Do you want to travel together? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Let's go. <laughs> okay. After gathering your various belongings, you all head off to the wagon train. You see Nessie already there. Uh, she has attached her strange contraption uh, onto a small cart and um, is actually riding on horseback with a small kind of cart kind of pulling behind. Uh, you see the musician Superior, uh, Serafina, just bustling, hustling and bustling around. Her little gnomish self bobbing in and out. Uh, she, her force of presence naturally just parts the companies <laughs> and various gathered people like the parting of the Red Sea, and she just goes on a tear all the way through the area, making sure that everybody has everything. And she comes up to your group and she's like, oh, I just wanted to make sure, that, is, is everyone doing all right? Uh, her, her eyes have already been, uh, she has already done some of her eye makeup, um, but part of it is slightly smudged. It looks like she was probably in the middle of something and got interrupted or was distracted by her own thoughts. She comes up to all of you and says, uh, is there anything that you need? I wanted to make sure that, you know, that you all have everything. Um, you all will be actually in uh, this cart over here if you want to uh, ride cart versus horseback. I don't know actually what your preference is. You know, sometimes longer rides can be a little bit arduous and sometimes you just want to sit. What is a horse? Oh, this is a horse! And, and she gestures over to this very majestic muscular beast. Whoa! I see. We don't have these in the jungle. Oh, you don't have these in the jungle? No. Oh, well, they are absolutely marvelous. Uh, make sure that, uh, don't, don't get near this end, don't really get near this end, and, well, actually, if you've never actually ridden a horse, you'd probably be better riding in the carriage. Okay. I kind of want to ride the horse, but okay, we'll find out later. Alright, 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 perfect. Goodbye. Thank she you. Bob's off. Which one of you want to try riding the horses versus who's in the carts? I'll be in the cart. I'll go in the Okay, cart, cart. Hmm. Cart for me? Cart. Okay. Nobody trusts horses. 
No one wants to make those saving throws. <laughs> yeah, you're wrong. Lilith? I'm more doing it in the... I'm more worried about the horse if uh, Lilith's gone. It's, so... So you're riding in the cart? Yep. Alright, all of you, after taking a look at this, uh, this kind of... Uh, what essentially is like a Clydesdale, this kind of m- muscular... A large hooved beast. You all take one look, blink in unison, anime style, and all head for the inside <laughs> of the cart. The inside of the cart is actually filled with lush pillows. Uh, it is actually lined with kind of like this thick uh, mattress all along the edges. Uh, you can actually see where um, there's like a couple of crates for you all to put your stuff on the inside so it doesn't, you know, clutter up uh, your all's foot space. Uh, and you manage to close up all of your things, and within the hour, everybody is off. Now, on the ride, um, it's actually a three-day ride, so if there's anything specific that you all want to do on this three-day ride, now is the time to say so. While you're riding, do you do anything specific? I think tonight for Oh, sorry. You go first, Alex. Um, sorry. Um, I was just gonna say, like, I think for the three days, Liz is just gonna kind of, like, not, like, practice any in particular song, but kind of just, like, constantly trying to, like, um, she practices the whole way again, um, what I'm trying to say. Alright, good to know. And then to Nepris? He pulls out his various books to read throughout the trip, and they all have um, fake covers that he put over them. So it all—it just looks like he's reading like very important advanced mathematics or something. But it's probably like poetry or an erotic or something. And also his his Necronomicon, which of course nobody can know about. So that <laughs> definitely has the driest cover that nobody would ever want to look at. Okay, good to know. <laughs> the Bayesian theorem in like full. That's thesis. That's a cup for economics. <laughs> I like it. No flayed skin, uh, flesh covers today. I'm gonna hmm. meditate. All right, Boxy's gonna meditate. Eddie. Eddie's gonna uh, go hang out with Max. Okay. Okay. Maxim is actually one of the people um, riding a horse. Yeah. Oh, cute. Uh, uh-huh. uh, it takes, uh, the first day you don't really see him, uh, too much because he's actually, uh, having to man some of the sides, um, to make sure that the various uh, contraptions that everyone has brought, they don't tumble off, that extra baggage, um, doesn't fall. But, uh, at the end of the first day, you definitely see him. He's, um, one of the people helping gather firewood. Uh, at the end of the first day, and then once he kind of has an idea of, like, where you are, like, in the main train, um, the next couple days he kind of rides by close. No. Do you all talk about anything specific? Um, I guess just talking about, uh, where we're going and, uh, I guess the town mm-hmm. and what we're gonna do in town, you know? Yeah. Because Eddie's still an awkward boy. And. Well, what you did was pretty bold. 
Okay, okay. He has bursts of confidence. Like, random bursts of confidence. But for the most part, he's just like, um, shy. Yes. A shy boy. Yes. Alright, good to know. And you, Twilight? Uh, I think she's just gonna teach her birds some new tricks. Okay. Uh, what what new tricks are you gonna teach them? Maybe to like retrieve things. <laughs> okay. Over over the span of three days, you might not be able to get very far. But let roll an animal handling check. So I got a sixteen. Sixteen. Okay. For the most part. Your your birds are good at going and retrieving things. Usually, though, you use food as an incentive, and by the time they get back to you, they've already eaten their their reward, their treat. So you're still you're still in the process of getting them to actually fetch specific items. But uh, by the end of it, I'd say one of them kind of has the idea of, oh, this is the thing that you want, and you can direct them to it. Go pick up that boulder. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, go pick up that rock. Uh, I need all of you to make a perception check for me. All of us? Yeah, yeah, all, all of you. Yeah, just just a passive perception check, you know. 22. 22, good. I'm meditating, so I'm paying attention to... <sighs> surroundings. All of my surroundings. Oh, well. I am very perceptive. I got 11. 7. 7. 11. 4. Yeah, too busy, uh, practicing. Not really focusing. On anything else. And, uh, you, Twilight? Uh. I got 11. 11. And Tenebris? Wait, what, what's going on? Sorry. <laughs> a perception check. Just a, a normal perception check. Oh, okay. Um. Wait, do I add my perception or is it just straight roll? Uh, you, you just add your perception. You roll and you have a, and okay. you add your perception. He got an 18, so I guess he got car sick and started looking out the window. Alright, so, primarily it is Tenebris and Boxy. As you guys are, as you're looking outside of the window, you see just fields, fields and fields. Um, You all have left the city far behind. Um, You have left Anthurium far behind you. And as you are looking out the window, kind of taking a breath, maybe a, a little bit too jostly on the road, you kind of close the book and are looking out. You just see miles and miles of grasslands in front of you. Some of them are in rolling hills. A big, swift breeze just comes through and blows all of uh, the various wildflowers and uh, tall, overgrown grass. It, it looks like the sea, this rolling sea. You, Boxy, can smell just everything. As you are meditating, your eyes are closed, but as you breathe in, you can smell like the freshness of uh, the grass. You can smell 
the flowers, but there's also something else there present as you take in your breath. It's... It smells a little bit like coal. It smells earthy, like in like the burning of coal. Oh. Do the grasslands resemble the one from my vision? They do, actually. Like how closely? Pretty close. Pretty close, actually. I am actually. more aware now. You open your eyes? Yes. Okay, you, you open your eyes and you look out. It's it's very similar. Oh, and I look at Kami. <laughs> like Kami. Her pupils are dilated Love and she kind of so looks funny. at you and she just kind of blinks slowly at you. Okay, I need to pay attention now. <gasps> Alert! Now all of you know the city of Kido is a dwarven city. Or primarily dwarven. Uh, many are welcome, but you remember based on your readings because all of you did pretty well on your research, um, that they uphold their pride and traditions. They're dwarves, after all. The road that you all have been traveling is mostly grasslands, and for a long while, you failed to see any kind of entrance. Even as you all are kind of over these rolling hills, you look and you don't see the civilization. You don't see any kind of entrance. You don't see any markers along the way. And then, you all, and Tenebris and Boxy, you all are the first to hear it, and then, um, Lilith, Eddie, and Twilight, you all begin to hear it. Or, less of hear it, but you begin to feel it. Coming from the ground beneath you. A low, thunderous pounding. I'm gonna see if this actually works. Is it hard eater? <laughs> no, it's not heart eater. It's Hopefully not. It's I not a heart scary. eater. He was scary. A low thunderous pounding. Can y'all hear that? Yeah. As you round one of the many grassy hills, you see it. A massive entrance carved into the hills and into the ground itself. Two immense stone statues of dwarves holding the archway aloft over their heads as though it simply they simply lifted the hillside like a goose down comforter and is up resting on their shoulders. As you all go through the main entrance, torches and pits of fire ignite the way, lighting it. The air is thick with the smell of cooked meats and boiled oil and dry stone. The caravan enters, and you all begin to see hundreds, actually, dwarves lining the streets made of inlaid stone. They cheer heartily for you as you all begin to ride by, and you can see everybody begin excitingly poking their heads out and waving. The intensity of the sound and the beating of drums grows with the thunderous cheers as you all continue further and further down into the city. The light behind you is beginning to fade, and now your eyes are adjusting to merely torchlight. The buildings themselves have been carved and created out of stone. The cold black stone just juts out in an elegant yet chaotic way. Boxes shifting above you. Their strong geometric shapes and carvings cover the ceilings inlaid in the stone itself as you pass by home after home. You finally reach Town Hall. 
The representatives stand shoulder to shoulder, wearing fi fine furs and metal chains with in uh, inlaid with precious gems. You see the source of the drumming. Fifteen heavy-set dwarves pound away at intricately carved stone drums. What are you doing? It ran out. Okay. You're supposed to run out. And timed. It's fine. There's <laughs> just that one extra person. <laughs> just the one random person beating on the drum they for no their reason. They missed their cue. <laughs> to disadvantage. Carl! The mayor, Darren Moreau. First of his name watches you as you approach coal black eyes, hair like black soot and ash. Watches as you all pull the caravan in this spiraling motion before the town hall. He does not smile. He does not waver. He seems to be the embodiment of stone itself. His hands clasped in front of him. As you all, as the final carriage pulls to a halt. The drums cease. And he claps once. Bairn Saman. And to all of you, our honored guests, welcome. He has this deep, kind of rolling, thunderous voice that reminds you very much of your vice president. But... And deeper, as though an avalanche were occurring in his very voice. We open our tankards and homes to you. May the sweet wine and song of Branchala, the Almighty who inspires our work, bless you. Rest and be merry, for tomorrow we celebrate. As you see now, Serafina walks up to the main town hall and she bows lowly. Uh, I need all of you uh, to make a quick intelligence check. Oh no. Nine. Okay, Eddie's nine. Twelve. Twelve. Fourteen. Fourteen. Seventeen. Seventeen. And Twilight? Four. Yikes. All of you all are so enraptured in the moment that it is Boxy and Lilith only who notice the way Serafina begins to bow. And with the rest of the company, everyone begins to bow. Eddie? <laughs> Twilight? And Tenebris, all of you are left standing for a few seconds as you realize what's going on and hurriedly have to bow in the appropriate way that you all have researched and learned. You see Dairn Asaman, the elected official, make a small gesture with his hand. Little Vosling, have you a word to share? And Serafina... And you can see she's wearing this long wine-colored dress, very similar to the style that she had wore the very first time you had seen her. This almost a, a southern belle-like skirt. Although there is a very scandalous slit along her leg, uh, along her left leg. And she has bowed, she rises from her bow. She says, you honor us with your welcome and a kingly entrance. 
my dear Seman. Uh, may we perform as fiercely as your own musicians. And she bows again. And she turns to all of you and claps a couple of times, kind of gazing out. And she's like, Go! You heard him! Be merry! Many of the dwarves actually come forward and begin kind of mingling with everybody. Some of them come up and shake your hands. They're so very excited to see all of these musicians, these foreign musicians coming in uh, for the celebration of the birthday. And so, Lilith, what were you doing? Uh, wait, we were just going to, like, um, introduce ourselves to some of the residents, or were we allowed to actually explore the um, area? Uh, you all actually received an itinerary. Um, on your first day, which was a few days of travel, and then as soon as you arrived, um, you all actually will be staying in Stonebrook, owned by uh, Tully C uh, Castro. And his daughter, uh, Fira uh, Castro. Uh, now that is the primary place where you all will be staying. Uh, followed by, um, you all actually have a tour of uh, their various caverns. You all get to go inside some of the more stately buildings. And then you all actually don't perform on this your first night. You actually perform on the second and third night as well as the last night that you all are there. You're all there for five days. Or uh, six nights. Uh, or five nights, six days. Words. Yeah. Yeah. Are we just shaking people's names now? Yeah, every, uh, many dwarves, uh, a lot of dwarven children actually come up to uh, specifically you, Eddie, and you, Boxy, mm -hmm. as they have never seen individuals <laughs> quite like you. Tenebris, they're a little bit uh, not yeah. off-put by your uh, physicality, but they're they're a little bit shyer to, to come up and approach you, but all of them seem welcoming enough, all of them seem excited, especially the children. Um, others give, you know, a simple nod of approval, of welcoming, uh, many of them simply, uh, greet you with, uh, Dairn Saman. Dairn Saman. <laughs> the children, I'm like, hey, you are little dwarves. You feel a couple of them try to pet your tail. Ah, do not touch the tail, please. <laughs> uh, I feel like, uh, children are the only kind of, uh... Like, I think Eddie's more, like, nervous around it, but, uh, is more open around children. Okay. And so, I guess, hustles their hair and... One of like, them... Like, one of the younger girls, you can see her hair, uh, is kind of like this dark kind of chocolate brown, is in big, thick braids. Uh, she kind of runs up to you, kind of looks you up and down, she goes, Why are you blue? And then runs away. Well, I'm... <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> I, it's like the moon where they go to like raise the finger up in the mouth, and then they're just like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> and take off. Yeah, a few others kind of come up to you, and they're like, "What's that by your ears?" And they're referring to. <laughs> well, they're my ears. What? <laughs> There's no way. Can you feel them? Can I feel them? Yeah, can you make them wiggle? What? As you watch as one of the little boys begins making his ears wiggle. 
Can I roll to see if I can wiggle my ears? Make a dexterity check. <sighs> roll for ear wiggling. That's an eleven. Eleven. Uh, you you get your eyebrows to kind of go up and down, but your your ears don't really uh, move too much. And some some of them oh, kind of kind of laugh, and they go. You see, like they're not making fun of you per se, but they're. They've never seen somebody quite like you before. They're asking many different questions of, where are you from? What is that? Can you actually hit people with that? They're referring to you, Lilith, um, talking about your your axe. Yeah. I don't really say anything. I just get a uh, wide grin and a nod. You, you see some of them go, oh, I want to do that. Yeah, 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 and then they, some of them scurry off. Very few are trying to hold a long conversation. You you get that they uh, are either preoccupied or were dared to come up and speak to the newcomers first. Cute. Yeah. Understandable. At this point, Serafina actually comes up to you all and she says, Uh, I, I just got all of the keys. Uh, this, um, I don't know, are you all staying, are you all going to be staying in different rooms? Do you all want a room to yourself? I, I still have, you know, several different keys for the rooms and so forth. Uh, I want the room with Twi'lek. Alright, here you go. And hands you a key. Is that okay with you, Twi'lek? Yes, it's okay. That is okay. Alright, I have our yes. key. Uh, you three? Will you be uh, rooming separately? Um, I assume, I assume so. Alright. I'm fine with what I call. Yeah, yeah, that'd be for the best. <laughs> Hands each of you a key. And proceed to say, okay, uh, um, just be uh, ready for uh, this evening. We're going to be dining out here in the uh, main area outside of Town Hall. It's a great honor. Um... Uh, we'll be staying in Stonebrook, which is right over there. She kind of points over, and you can see now it's actually uh, this what looks like it's carved into a spiral column um, is Stonebrook. And one column that rises from the ground all the way to the ceiling and kind of is one of the main supporting arches is actually where you all will be staying. The entire railing is illuminated with lantern after lantern. It's just the spiral of light off um, to... If the town hall's to your back, it is off to the left-hand side. It was one of the things you yeah. saw on your way in. As she said, uh, yeah. you all are more than welcome. Uh, I don't know if it, this is your first time in Quito or not, uh, but um, one of the fun places to go, you can go to, well, I wouldn't actually recommend going to the uh, Warmed Hearth. That's a little bit um, risque, if that's what you're into. Uh, but uh, Stag and Might, I, I used to know the, the owner, uh, his... Uh, son took it over, uh, not not too long ago, but, or at least I think it's his son. I'd, I'd have to, um, go back and say hello, but, uh, Stag and Might is over here. Uh, we will be staying over here. Make sure that you're prepped and ready for dinner, and, uh, we don't actually, we don't have the, uh, complete lineup yet for who's performing tomorrow. Um, tomorrow is usually, like, the beginning festivities, if you want to have a duet, or a trio, a quartet, if you even want uh, your entire company to do some, or even solo works. Uh, but, uh, keep that in mind. You all have done your research. I have complete faith in you. Ta! I failed my research. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> I think I got Would you like my notes? <laughs> Help me! <laughs> 
Help! Never take the rock student's notes. <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so the beginning part of the evening is yours. What do you do? I'm going to explore. Do I like? Let's explore. Alright, so you yeah. two go and explore. Um, is anybody else going exploring? Do you want to come? Yeah, I think I'll tag along with them. Um, I'm going to uh, do some exploring by myself. Okay. Yeah, same. Alright, by myself. Alright, group of three and then two individuals. So we'll do the group of three first. I give sad, sad eyes to Tenebris. I'm like, you don't want to come with me? Are you sure? I am. Um... Don't see them and walk away. Ah, I start to cry. No, not really. <laughs> Plus affection points. Let's go. All right, you will begin wandering through the streets. And everybody has now begun kind of dispersing. Uh, some people have invited you to different establishments. You all of a sudden realize um, ye oldie business cards have kind of been shoved in your hands. You all begin kind of thumbing through. Some of them have uh, little notes on them of uh, places to go, places to see. And so instead you just kind of like, okay, we're going to meander around. So are you looking for anything specific or just in general? Nothing in particular for me. Okay. Mm. Nothing in particular? Okay, roll just a... Oh, Eddie? Eddie would probably be looking around just to, you know, make sure there's nobody looking, following I guess. Okay, so you roll an insight check, and Twi'lek and Boxy, you all roll perception checks. I see nothing. I got an 8 for perception. Okay, 8. I got an 11 for insight. One for insight. Uh, I got a 14. 14? Okay. Most 14. Most yeah. Twilight, you are most familiar with uh, the kind of the traveling scene. And you have a general idea of, okay, you know, usually if you stay on the main road, you're usually fine. There are usually side roads, they're gonna be okay. Boxy is absolutely enamored with the thought of this civilization underground. You know, usually things icky and smelly and gross live underground. Or at least uh, her being in the jungle, that has been her experience. Now, seeing you know, the dried walls, the intricate carvings along the ground, the geometric shapes uh, kind of inlaid in the ceiling, she's fascinated by everything. And while you have your street smarts, Boxy is losing her mind. She is just blown away at everything she sees. Eddie, you... Uh, as you're walking through, um, you've had some experience with dwarves. And for the most part, a lot of people with facial hair just look shifty to you. <laughs> you... <laughs> But being from where, where you're from, like, they're, they're usually very clean-shaven. If anything grows here, it's because of some kind of curse or spell. So anybody with facial hair just kind of looks a little bit sus to you. Um, so everyone looks... Ev everyone looks a little bit sus, but you don't notice anyone following you or, like, kind of tailing you. 
Usually, you know, you, you're usually greeted with a lot of smiles, but even the smiles kind of look a little bit like, I don't know, maybe, maybe. You're feeling a little bit paranoid. Just a smidge, though. We're evil brains. You all do pass by uh, Stag and Might as you all begin wandering off. You pass by. Uh, looks like a, a nice little establishment. Uh, you all also see a few jewelry shops. That, and... Uh, that, oh, that made me think when you're talking about how um, Eddie thinks everyone with beards is sus. It made me think of Alice in Wonderland and like the um, walrus with the beard eating the poor innocent <laughs> oh. people. It's like a bedtime story they tell the kids like, don't, don't yeah. trust beards. Like, don't trust the, the, the surface dwellers because they're going to come down and eat you. <laughs> no! Do you guys know what I'm talking about? Yes, know? exactly. I never liked that story. Wonderland? It was a sad story. Yeah. But yeah, so Eddie, like, it's, you know, people above ground, it's this. Uh, you do see a few jewelry shops, and you remember, based on your studies, that, you know, they're known kind of for, like, nicer, finer jewelry, so if you want to pick anything up, this would probably be the place to be. Uh, and you also see the Mouth of the Mine, which, as you all, uh, you all kind of, like, managed to make a circle. Thank goodness for Twi'lek, because otherwise you all would have gotten lost. <laughs> but Twi'lek, you managed to keep everybody kind of on the main road, looping them around. And you all actually, from where the place where you're staying, where Brooksto- or, uh, Stonebrook is, you can actually see the mouth of the mine uh, off in this kind of yawning cavern, just down the main road. It, it looks intimidating, but that's that's usually how caves, that's kind of this, this omnipresent force is, is like, as you kind of look into it, it's just kind of this flickering darkness. Some parts are illuminated, yes, but the vast majority is concealed in darkness. All right, now for the solo, who wants to go first? All right, Lilith, you're next. Ready to, uh, roll a perception check, unless you're looking for something specific. Um, I'm looking for uh, two things specifically. Okay. I kind of wander around. Um, I'm just kind of looking at, like, looking for various taverns and, like, I guess, um, popular, um, social drinking areas for, uh, for, for um, at first. Then the second thing she's trying to find is just like if there's like any like less populated like areas inside the cave city, I guess. You're looking for less populated areas. Yeah, so like um, somewhere like if she 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 could practice without scaring the locals a bit. Okay, fair enough. Uh, roll investigation check for the first. Because okay. oh, you're looking for something Maybe specific, so you would be, like, kind of honed in on the different signs, the, um, yeah, the, the different signage. Let me get an idea for people. I got 16 for the, uh, investigation. Okay, perfect. Uh, sure enough, you see, uh, several taverns. Some of them, um, look more like... Uh, mom and pop kind of pubs, um, places where the miners would go after a long, hard day uh, in the mouth of the cave. 
uh, you do see the one that actually uh, Serafina mentioned, which was Stag and Might, as you kind of go off, and actually you see uh, your <laughs> the other members of your party kind of veering off as they're headed down the main uh, way. But you see Stag and Might, which seems to be one of the more crowded places. Uh, and as you kind of round one of the other corners off uh, further to the right, you see a, a very lavishly decorated... Um, what, what is essentially a cir- circular stone hut with a top that kind of uh, comes down almost like a circus tent. And this is actually the warmed hearth. The warm, yeah, the warmed hearth. That place we were supposed to go. (laughs) The one Seraphina said was a little bit scandalous. If that's what you're into, um, and you can, and you can definitely see why she would say that because as you walk by, uh, there's kind of this little hand railing that goes all the way around. Unlike a lot of the other buildings, which are more a geometric, very straight edge aligned. This is actually kind of in this oval-like shape. Uh, and with a part of the circuit's tent actually, like, going into the way the wall of the cave itself. And you figure, this is just, like, the main front. It probably goes further back into the main building. Uh, and along this <laughs> railing, you see... Many, uh, some some of them are dwarven, some of them are human. Uh, just a couple of what look like half-elves are all sitting along the edge of this railing. And they're very scantily clad. Many of them are wearing uh, uh, outfits, dresses that hang very low on their shoulders. Uh, look like they might have slipped, possibly, on their chest. Many slits at the sides of their skirts, and many ruffles, many velvets, many fine pieces of costume jewelry on their wrists. As you walk by, some of them wink and wave at you. I give a give a wink back as I kind of move along. You see some kind of kind of giggle and lean. They kind of lean over. They're like, "What's your hurry?" Mm. Just trying to uh, enjoy the city a bit. Well, if you want Before to enjoy, enjoy this it. scene, you ought to come in here. Well, that's for later. Oh, you're no fun. Oh, I'll pro- oh, promise you, I'm plenty of fun. As I kind of walk off. Right. And then the second place, um, this is more of a perception check, because you're just trying to get a, a lay of the land. Right. Just kind of walking around, glancing, seeing if you notice anything. Eighteen. Eighteen? Uh, it is just beyond the warmed hearth, where you actually see an area that has... It, it kind of is... The only place where you actually see green, um, there are a few what look like trees that have been uh, relocated indoors, and there's, uh, it's kind of inset into the rock, but you have to go down this kind of set of stairs, and there's like a little courtyard 
with these um, just a couple of trees um nothing particularly noisy about this place um there is a small fountain what looks like uh possibly a freshwater fountain for people to come and drink from um which kind of leads into what looks like this turning stone uh, oh not windmill oh oh i just lost the word uh like a wheat like a wheat grinder oh um like a turbine almost just spinning okay mm-hmm. it seems nice and quiet seems kind of out of the way you figure this might be one of the places where uh the people from the warmed hearth uh might come uh to either uh entice or to end the night possibly if they went on a walk and wanted to invite someone inside. Ah, okay. I, I keep the, I keep this in mind as I just kind of still kind of wandering around now. Now I'm just like kind of looking around the city. All right. Uh, just make a general perception check for that. Okay. Twelve. Twelve. Uh, you see a couple of jewelry stores. A few stands, kind of off to the side, and you remember, based on your studies, uh, much like the other group, that if you wanted to buy a specific piece of jewelry or wanted to get something nicer, this is probably the place to go. You see the place where you're staying, which is over, uh, once you kind of make your loop, it's off to the right-hand side now. This column of, like, the spiraling curled light. Uh, You see the mouth of the cave, you see a few kind of smaller shops where people sell their wares. Um, and overall, no- nothing else uh, too exciting. Alright. Alright, Tenebris, what are you looking for, if anything? So, he wanted to go on his own because this is like paradise for him and he wants to take his time to explore everything. So, first, he's very interested in the architecture, so he's just going around and checking and sketching like a- all the buildings. The public buildings, he's not going to bother anyone's private huts, but, like, right. he's definitely, like, seeing how the buildings work and go together and how they do account any safety measures that need to be taken in a <laughs> cave-like place for cave-ins or earthquakes or, like, they definitely need to have all that settled up. And um, so all that first. I'm trying to think of, like, so, what you would roll to, to like, not integrity check. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be investigation. Roll, 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 roll a structural integrity check. No, roll uh, an investigation check as as you're going about, and then just make a a general um, dexterity check for me. For your dexterity or for your uh, investigation? For dexterity. Okay. And then... Okay, 16. 15 and 16. 15 and 16? Based on what you see, there aren't a lot of things that you necessarily feel like you need to write up. Every place where you think, oh, like, this would be bad if there were a cave in here, every time you go and investigate, it seems like everything has already been accounted for. Which, to you, is a definite plus, especially since you're underground and you're working with 
Earth and the nat natural movement of Earth, you notice um, there are actually multiple air passages in case the front were to collapse. Many, many different like air airway ducts leading up, and you figure, you know, if if I get above ground, I'm probably gonna have to check out and make sure that there's some kind of grate over top, because otherwise you're just gonna tumble down the air shaft, and that's not a good thing for safety. Mm -hmm. And your drawings, yeah. as you you find it's it's a simplistic kind of way of drawing based on the geometric shapes. But as you, you actually find um, this kind of stairway that leads up about halfway and actually overlooks the city. And as you begin drawing like box after box after box, in your head you're like, oh, this is getting monotonous. But then you begin noticing this overall pattern that there's, there's a spiraling to the way that the buildings were constructed, that there's this natural flow, that even though it's just constructed of boxes, that there's this elegant, essentially runic symbol being carved out through the buildings themselves. Oh, that's so cool! I have no interest in architecture in real life, but like for Tenefris, this is so cool! He's so excited. I'm so excited for him. Good for him. Impressed. Mm -hmm. Five star town. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Review. Five um, out of five. It's it's a nice. It's, it really likes this town. But um, so then it, whenever he's done with looking at the at the all the buildings and architecture and getting a good feel for how the how things are built, how the town is put together and built together, he is very excited to go start looking into the caves and stuff. So he, I don't know how long it takes for them to get to the cave thing, the group, but. That would be his next stop. Uh, by the time all of you go on your various adventures, uh, I would say that you would be the last person to arrive uh, kind of at where you guys are going to be staying in Stonebrook. Um, the tour that you are going on of the caverns is actually the next day. So this this is kind of the day for you to like go about the town, kind of see like what you all just did. And actually, you'll spend probably the better part of, like, two and a half, three hours of just wandering about and talking with people. Because oftentimes, Tenebris, you a little bit less so, because you found a nice kind of quiet, sol solitary place to go and sketch and draw. Uh, but the rest of you are often approached by people who are asking, you know, where you're from, what are your interests, what are you going to be playing, and, and welcoming you overall into the city. So it takes you all the better part of like two and a half to three hours. And by that time, it is actually time for uh, the evening festival, the evening meal. Going to go to the festival. Uh, much to your, uh, Twilight, much to your bird's dismay, there are not a lot of fresh vegetables present. Many of the meals presented to you are roasted meats and uh, wild game that have actually been caught from the grasslands above. Uh, you see a couple of interesting, what look like they might have originated somewhere in the caverns, because they they still have their eyes and they're blind. They almost look like um like the blind fish, almost like these kind of squid-like blind fish. They're translucent and they're very beautiful, but there unfortunately there are not a lot of vegetables present. Oh, it's okay, I'm squid. What was that? Said, oh dear. <laughs> Do you feed your birds fish? <laughs> no. 
I'm good to hear. Kami loves the translucent fish, by the way. Ooh. But uh, actually, make an insight check on Kami real quick. Okay. 20! Natural 20! Natural 20! So it doesn't her, matter. Her eyes have been kind of focused on the cave mouth for some time. And she seems slightly unnerved, but she's. And she's like trembling a little bit. But as you look at her, it's excitement. The cave mouth, like the coal mine thing area? Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh- For, <laughs> further, further into the caverns, further into the mines. Ooh. Now, you, you at first think that she might be afraid, but this is different. This, this is excitement. And I don't have a guess on why. No, this is just an inside check on Kami. You can oh. you can draw you can draw your own conclusions however you want. Okay, that's all right. Well, can I do an insight check just for like the situation, like why she might be so excited? That would be an intelligence check. My intelligence. Test your brain. It's okay. It's fine. Oh, uh, fourteen. Fourteen. Mm. You based on your vision. Based on your experience, and because you were kind of on high alert earlier, and with Kami, you have a pretty good idea of why she's excited. Okay, awesome. You have a pretty good idea. I'm on fire today! Ah ha ha ha! Do you all do anything during or after your meal? No. Hmm. Um. I'm gonna settle into my room. Um, and start, like, practicing. If I'm done looking at the whole town, watch. I don't know how big the town is. Maybe I'd still have more to look at. Uh, it, it's very vast, but you got a pretty good lay of the land based on your sketch. Okay. Well, if I have time, then I'll practice in my room. Alright. I think, um, it's kind of like late in the night, like, before the, um, uh, workers at the uh, Worms Hearth start patrolling the um, quiet area about. Um, kind of go over there and I'm going to do some practicing. Oh, I mean practicing in. I'm basically doing like a main performance for myself. Okay. Um, go ahead and make a performance check. I think I'll just write down instead. Performance plus five. Okay. I got nineteen. 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 You you heard the drums and you heard, uh, you heard the overall essence and you as you had walked around you began kind of getting an idea of what you should be practicing, how you should be practicing. And so as you are sitting there and you're practicing, you're kind of swept up in the moment and everything that you're, you're playing, you, you, it's very precise, very, you're there in the moment. And you actually see two people kind of like stick their head in the area where you are. One of them leaves, but the other kind of lingers for a while and pretends to go and, and sit for um, an amount of time. Just kind of sits there listening, watching. Doesn't say anything, but 
leaves after a few minutes. Yeah. Probably during the performance, um, I'll start getting into the actual yelling and more high-energy bits of it. Even that in this this cavern, the way it echoes, it the, the reverberation works very well with this particular style that uh, you specialize in. Yeah, I think that's what I'm going to be doing for a couple hours until it gets, until I'll start seeing more people kind of come in and I'll head back into my room. Alright, good to know. If the rest of you don't do anything, then you all retire for an evening. Now, Boxy, you, you, you all get a good night's sleep, the rest of you. But Boxy, you are tormented all night with oh. dreams and and just this constant feeling this you you wake up and you you feel like this this choking sensation you this suffocating there's dark you every time you try to breathe in it's just this muffled earth just shoved in your face as if you had just planted your head in the ground and you wake up and if Tabaxi's could sweat, you would you would essentially wake up in a in a little bit of a cold sweat. You managed to sleep, but it wasn't as restful as you want. You don't take any disadvantage. Okay, got me. But they do have trouble sleeping. I think they can sweat a little bit on the bottom of their pads. Oh, right. So just that your pads are sweaty. They're just four <laughs> circles of sweat. Poof. In my <laughs> <laughs> Kami is is needing just long and hard. She's entranced in what she's doing. And even when you address her, she doesn't seem like she notices. Okay. I leave. Well, I take her with me, but yeah, I leave. Okay. Everyone gathers down in the main area. Where Serafina says, uh, "All right, everyone, uh, you all are actually going to be uh, going on a tour today uh, of some of the main buildings. Um, you are going to actually take a, a tour of Town Hall. They're going to take you down into the caverns and kind of show you around a little bit of some of their um, more f- refined areas. Um, not, not, nothing um, too crazy, though. Uh, you get the afternoon off. You all are supposed to be practicing your sets, determining what you want to do because tonight we are actually the ones performing." Well, uh, any questions? Any questions? <laughs> Wonderful. Off you go. Off you go. We have some planning to do. Let's go. And you all are led down through town hall. You are actually led by um, this uh, loving little uh, dwarf. Uh, it looks like is it, it Sven? It, it's not Sven. Aww. You all actually. <gasps> Where is Sven? Where's Sven? <laughs> Make a perception check. Sven. <laughs> Eleven. Eleven. Um, Sven is around. You you saw him with the party, but you haven't seen him recently. Aww. You haven't seen him around. Keep your eye out for Sven. I want to say hello. Uh, do I see uh, Kaylee anywhere? A roll a perception check. <laughs> Are you sure you want to? I roll a three. A three. Yeah, 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 she was there the, three, four days ago. You saw her in the morning. You haven't really seen her since. You're being avoided. 
Oof. Hashtag oof. You guys are led into the main area of Town Hall, led by, essentially, she's an intern, basically, for Town Hall. Uh, uh, she has these uh, cute little freckles, she has these bright emerald green eyes, uh, and her hair has kind of been braided off uh, into the corner. Her hair's a little bit thinner than what most dwarves are. Um, she's wearing um, not very thick furs, and actually this, what almost looks like a chainmail dress, although upon further inspection, um, it is not chainmail, but, uh, the fabric itself is kind of made of this, what looks like a fine silver, kind of looped and knotted together. And she guides you through the main areas of Town Hall, she shows you, uh, where the mayor's office is, she shows you, uh, the pendulum that hangs in the very middle and that kind of swings solemnly back and forth and back and forth. Uh, she shows you some of the older buildings in the area and Tenebris, it kind of peeks your head when she says old buildings, but um, based on her explanation, the reason, like you can tell what buildings are the oldest based on how much they shine when you hold a torch near them. Uh, because Oftentimes, the older buildings, for luck, um, people would rub their, their hands on it. If you were going, um, say, for a trial, she gives the example, if you were going in for a trial, if you wanted good fortune, you would go to one of the oldest buildings and kind of rub on one of the stones, showing your uh, resolve, showing uh, your allegiance to that particular area. It's a good building. <laughs> it's a good building. Uh, so some of the older buildings actually have this strange, ob strange obsidian shine as she kind of runs a torch near the edges. So usually you buildings would crack. This one shines. It's odd. Fascinating. Uh, from there, actually, another um, person takes over. His name is uh, Gripen, or Grif Griffin Ironjaw. And he, uh, has, <laughs> he's kind of smudged with what looks like coal and dust. He, it looks like he tried to slick his hair back, but didn't quite do a, a good enough job. And guides you actually into the mouth of the cave and down into the tunnels where you all see all of the different places where they mine. Uh, he shows you off, uh, the, it looks like veins kind of going up. He shows you uh, where they go in one area where they have mined um, things like gold and silver, other places where they have um, more refined obsidian. Some of them have actually uh, managed to mine jewels. He doesn't let you get too close, unfortunately, but overall, as you all kind of lead the tour, it's kind of like taking a tour of um, just, just like a mammoth cave. As you all are kind of guided down, you all aren't really supposed to touch anything. It's a little bit cold, it's a little bit wet. Um, it doesn't smell foul, uh, but there is that little bit of uh, burning oil kind of scent just kind of lingering around, but uh, they need it for light. Everyone pretty much needs it for a little bit of light. Um, you all get back. Uh, a little bit exhausted from so much walking, uh, as... Uh, Gripfen took a very brisk pace as he had to get back you know, to the mines themselves. Kami has been a little bit on edge, as have your birds. 
uh, Twi'lek. Your birds seem a little bit uneasy here in the tunnels. Is there a particular part at the tour where it's, like, more so? Yes. Which part? There's a part where you all actually round a corner as you're on your way back, as he kind of loops up and around. There's a part where he points to this kind of crevice in the ground, this kind of deep black crevice. Oh, no. And as you all pass by that, Kami's fur bristles. And Twilight, like your birds, they, they also bristle and hang a little bit closer to your horns. And Kami's eyes dilate as she stares off, not into the crevice, the crevasse, <laughs> but just beyond, beyond the darkness. Okay. Just for a short time. Okay. She hangs on your shoulder. Like, should we come back later? You hear her purr. Okay, you will come back later. Nobody heard me say that. I was just talking to my friend. Kami, my friend. <laughs> you all have the afternoon off. What kind of performance do you all want to perform? Talk amongst yourselves. Should we perform no, together? Is that not what we're supposed to do? Is that? So we could just perform the song that we learned, that air song. I think wasn't it the um, tonight was like this multiple different type of performances. Like it could be like a duet, a um, whole group, or even like a solo. Mm -hmm. Whatever we do, it has to be percussion heavy. Because they're drums. They're drum-based. Not that my character would know that, because I didn't do any of the reading. Well, we could do our air song, but in, like, deeper tones. Like, all in major notes or whatever the deep tones are. Mm -hmm. We could do it in octave lower. Drums. Mm -hmm. I think we should do some kind of... Because the organ can get pretty deep. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it can. I think the ones of us... Um, who can, cause like, uh, Tenebris will be at the organ, so it would be hard to have you do any kind of percussion, but those of us that can, I think we could do like, um, I don't know, like a, a stomp as we do it. Some kind of, uh, not choreographed, but that's kind of what I mean. Like, the, the beat, I guess. <laughs> Funny enough, Liz actually knows how to play the drums. That's like, one for three oh. instruments, she knows how to play. Oh, she should do that. I'll probably do, cool. um, my handpan, because it's the heaviest instrument that I know how to do. Someone needs to do the harp, because that's actually, like, the symbol of, like, their, um, the goddess they, um, <gasps> worship. I do play, I think I have a lyre harp. Does anyone else play harp? I could try to figure it out if it's a string instrument. <laughs> um, I don't think it's going to be the same as guitar. No, I know. That's true. Hmm. This will be an interesting mix. Um. I think. You're right. One of us should do the harp. Okay. Never mind. I'll do the harp. I think. Um. 
either before or after the group performance, Liz is going to do a uh, solo act as well. Okay. Just don't make me do the music for it again. <laughs> I'm not good at screamo. <laughs> I can I can send you references. I actually I have like a plethora of like references. Can you send? Yeah, I think I have one video of a guy. I actually have a video of a guy teaching people how to actually do the screamo, like the death whales and everything. Ugh. Okay, I'll send you the track, and you can do the whales. <laughs> I, I don't work that way. <laughs> but anyway, um, so I guess Eddie and Twilight, what would you all be doing? Well, Eddie, knows one in the... He only knows so... what? Yeah. Okay. And that's the lute. Yes. Okay. So Eddie can play the lute. And you know, with um, instruments like that, you can always kind of beat on them a little bit. They have a pretty good sound if you hit them on the back or the side or anything. So we yeah, might have like a breakdown thing. where we all just do percussion. That would be cool. Yeah. We could start that way and then have a breakdown in the middle or something. And then, so Twi'lek, what instrument would you play? So, they like percussion better? Mm-hmm, they do. I have a triangle. Have a triangle. <gasps> you get to play your triangle? Yeah. <gasps> I like it. <laughs> Alright, so we're good. What'd you say? She plays it with <laughs> Yeet. Okay, cool. Should the, uh, should the song be like, if they like percussion, should we do something, speaking as Lilith, something more intense and heavy? Mm -hmm. Like something just to like, just fill the air with just constant rumbles and bangs. Yeah. Alright. It sounds good. So the main melody could possibly be the, what was it, wind song? Or we could just add the bit. I know, I'm speaking out song. of character. <laughs> um, I was gonna say, like, we could, like, spend the rest of the time just kind of practicing, seeing, like, what works. Mm -hmm. Do we get advantage if we practice beforehand? A la vez. Maybe. You don't know until you try. Um, she knows a spell called Earth Tremor, so like near the end of performance, to, like add to the intensity to the drums, we could like simulate the earth just shaking, just from our performance, to add to like the pizzazz to everything. That is true, but how That's... likely is it to cave in? <laughs> because we're That's underground. That's what I just said. <laughs> They've been doing for a while. They've been doing different type of performances. I'm sure it'll hold up. Can we get an inside check or something? I think we'll be intelligent. Yeah, I don't know. Let's ask Serafina. <laughs> Maybe she'll know. Because that would be really cool. Do you go and find Serafina? Yeah. Alright, she is actually hanging up banners. Uh, the the VP... Golly, I, can't, I can never remember his name. It's not Doran. Dren? 
It's Dren. I think it is Dren. 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 Um, Dren. Dren has actually taken Dren. to. He's actually holding her with one hand. She's balancing her foot in the palm of his hand as he's reaching up as high as he can. And she's actually hanging streamers. And every once in a while, uh, she'll say, lift! And he'll actually throw her up into the air as she goes and hangs uh, along some of the banners and streamers. Which actually, instead of streamers, they are actually links of chainmail lining the buildings. I like it. Uh, but as she sees you, uh, she lands in Dren's arm, and she's like, Hello! 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 Are you are you all going to be performing for us this evening? We had several uh, requests for performances. Yes. And Lilith had an idea. Oh, uh, We wanted yes? to ask somebody first. Oh, uh, okay, okay. Go I'm ahead, on Lilith. all ears. So, hear me out. So... I'll hear you in. I have, a, I have a spell to add to the intensity of the percussion bit. Okay. To the atmosphere to make it more immersive, to say. What uh, spell? I can make the earth around the shake for a bit near the end of the performance. Okay, okay. Um... I love your enthusiasm. Absolutely love it. I adore it. Um, I trust the integrity of the buildings. Of course I do. How strong are these tremors of yours? If you don't mind my asking. Uh, um, uh, are we talking like a little like strong reverberation or are we talking about um, not going to be asked back again for another few years? <laughs> Not again. We did have one group, uh, probably ten or so years back, uh, who started getting into it, and uh, no one actually knew who was casting what spell, and uh, let's say a few went awry. That's the first time we've been back. Um, huh. I'd say I'd say it'd be intense enough to cause a uh, uproar and excitement in a memorable performance. But not strong enough to cause a um, an accident. I will say, be careful, and make make sure that you have excellent control over it. Because I know where the stage is, and it is next to some of the older buildings. I mean, it's going to be out in front of town hall where we held our our feast yesterday. So I will say. Proceed with caution. Alright. Alright. Oh, and uh, before we head out, I'm also going to inform them that I'm also doing a uh, solo performance as well. Oh, goody, so goody! Oh! Oh, and I almost forgot! Oh, Dren, Dren, here! Uh, he, he's holding my purse. My, uh, along with his own. And she takes it, and she actually pulls out uh, a small pouch for each of you and hands it to you. And she's like, I meant to give this to you uh, on your first night in. Uh, but this is actually the uh, first installment of uh, your payment. It's kind of a, a stipend, as it were. We get money? Ooh. I don't know how to work money. Oh. That is terribly <laughs> unfortunate. <laughs> uh, you all need to be teaching her this kind of stuff. Teach me how to use money. I only know about trading schemes. Uh, but yes, this uh, is part of 
kind of um, a mix of your per diem, as well as a few other uh, things for you to buy trinkets and stuff. And upon a good performance, mind you, uh, you will get the second installment when we're on our way out. As this is actually a way to bring in commerce for this place. Didn't know you were going to get paid, did you? Ha! Mom. Well, go on, be off. Go perform. Go practice. Let's go. I guess we go practice. Alright. You all head off to one of the areas which have been designated for practicing. And go ahead and everybody, you can roll a performance check. And since all of you are kind of bouncing off of each other, um, you get to roll with advantage. Yes. Ooh. Nineteen. Good, Eddie. I got an eighteen. Eighteen. Nice, Lilith. Nice. Eighteen. Eighteen. I got a nine. I'm too worried about the safety hazards. <laughs> <laughs> you heard the rumbling and the shaking spell, and you're like, how is this going to affect my uh, my organ, my pipes? In actually, wait, that's perfect. Nippers can actually um, do, like, survey the buildings to make sure they're actually structurally found. And do you, so, Twilight? Like, I could. 21. 21? Okay, so... Nailed it. Tenebris, even though you're a little bit nervous, the, it was a group. It was a group challenge, so there were more successes than failures. <laughs> I'll say, so you are a little bit n uneasy with the idea of being next to so many very heavy metal pipes, and then the thought of a spell. Like, if you're not the person to set up all of these pipes, what if something goes wrong? What if the spell goes out of control? You know who's the one casting it, and it, it kind of gets into your head a little bit. Um, but, but after taking a moment, taking a breath, you're like, I'll be the one to set up the pipes, I'll be the one to do this, I'll, you know, you go through the checklist in your head, and at the end of the day, you realize, if I set the pipes up just right, if it falls, it'll hit the people I don't care about, so it'll be fine. <laughs> Which obviously is not for me. You care about me very much, ha ha ha. No, they're all facing just a certain particular someone <laughs> One who would for be responsible each. anyways. <laughs> <laughs> the time of the performance comes, and you all uh, are permitted to eat beforehand. No, 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 no. And then you all are actually invited up on stage. Now, I don't know how it sounds to you all, but I actually had something in mind as you all were describing it. Is it similar to how we described it? It is. Oh, awesome! It is. Yeah, yeah. It begins, actually, with you, Boxy, as you pull out a harp. And you, at first you hear a couple of moans out in the crowd. Now, everybody roll one more performance check for me. Oh, with, no. You get advantage on this one. That, that other one was for your, um, yeah, your practice. And so this time you're relying on your practice as, for your advantage. Thirteen. You're thirteen. Oh. What are we rolling for? Um, we're rolling for a performance. Okay. Yeah, advantage. I got nineteen, by the way. Nineteen. Oh. Is it with advantage? Advantage. Okay. So we have thirteen, nineteen, twenty-one, twenty-one. 
Oh, 18. 18. 23. 23. Holy wow. cow. <gasps> Holy smokes. Boxy, it actually begins with you. And you, you are more used to your percussive, your hand pan, and uh, your kalimba fingernails. You're, you're not 100% used to being on your harp. And as you begin, you kind of get one of your nails kind of snagged a little bit, which makes a strange kind of twing, little dissonant harmony as you begin with this lovely arpeggio. And already you hear a couple of the people in the crowd just kind of, oh no, kind of, kind of moan. And as the arpeggio finishes, there's this moment of calm. Before, like the overture of Phantom of the Opera itself, you, Tenebris, and you, Lilith, come in simultaneously on the same note. This blasting, harsh note. But harmonizing as it just emanates from the stage. You, Eddie, knowing that you're a liar, not, not your liar, uh, your, oh, but shoot, your loot, not your liar, your loot, uh, is more of uh, a stringed instrument, you actually turn it around and begin beating on the main body of it. And as you begin, uh, actually, roll a quick charisma check for me. Oh. 18. As you begin pounding, you, you begin kind of getting into it as both Lilith and Tenebris are beginning this kind of intense duet between organ and this intense guitar. Oh, drum. That's why you, you start off on guitar. As Eddie begins beating on on your lute, everyone starts getting into it. You see everyone's heads beginning to nod, and you see them now, as everyone is at their own respective uh, dinner tables, they begin pounding with their forks, and there's this clang, this harsh clang of silver against wood, as they're beginning to follow your lead without your know-how. You, Eddie, suddenly realizing what it is that you've started, really started getting into it, really start trying to sell it. Because now you realize what they're doing. Lilith, you throw down your guitar and hop behind the drums. Right as Tenebris cuts off, you begin this low beat, kind of continuing the, the echoing of what everyone else in the cavern is doing. Eddie, you flip around your guitar and begin playing an intricate arpeggio mirroring that of the harp that was played earlier as you, Twi'lek, begin this intricate triangle dance. <laughs> as you are <laughs> uh, prancing about the stage, uh, playing with your triangle, your knives, you actually begin kind of flipping your knives. You begin tossing the triangle in the air, and as it is spinning, you toss a few knives as it hits rhythmically. Everyone begins get really getting into it. You begin hearing cheers and gasps as, once again, Tenebris, you kick back in. Overall, the performance is a smashing success. And as you all were the opening act, you know you're going to be a hard one to follow. Now, Lilith, you said you wanted to do a solo and, oh, and one quick thing, uh, you guys, um, see 
as you all finish, you all bow respectfully in the proper customs and traditions. You see coins actually being tossed up on the stage for you guys. My eye! <laughs> some of them are silvers, so some of them are coppers, and actually you see a few gold. Just fly up onto the stage. Are we allowed to take these? <laughs> I don't know what these are. What uh, is it? Essentially what it breaks down is each of you get five gold, uh, 15 silver, and three copper. They pen. They pen. You can make a note if you want. That's okay. I'll remember. Five, fifteen, ten. There you go. I wrote it down. Plus daily stipend. Plus your daily stipend. Yeah. You all did a very good job. Woo! Yeah! I can't wait to write that later. That's gonna be fun. Okay, good. Phew. <laughs>